God and the body of Christ, whom I am a part, we come in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And amen. We have come and we have installed men of God to serve in the house of God, to serve the flock. You are the flock of God, but I do have some words of encouragement to bring to you. Amen. Praise God. I was thinking on the life of a minister. Amen. And it is filled with sacrifice. It's filled with dedication. Minister Kesey, Pastor Kesey, I'm sorry. Please. <clears throat> Amen. Those that came today, now this is not just for those that were ordained and those that were set aside for God, but this, these words are for you also. These words are for the flock. Is that all right? Amen, praise God. I was thinking there again on the, the life of a minister and how it is filled with sacrifices and dedication and rewards. It is a journey. It is a journey that you have been called to. Amen, your life is no longer your own. It belongs to God. There's something you need to do. This is for you. Your Christian walk. There's something that you need to do. And I need everybody's undivided attention for just about 10 seconds. Is that okay? Y'all know how the old folks used to come to you and tell you, uh, I got something to tell you. I need you to sit down and need your attention for a second. Because nine times out of ten, they're getting ready to tell you something that is very profound for your journey. It's something that you're going to need in order to understand this journey. All right? There's something that I need to tell you before you begin that Christian journey. Amen. Uh, there's something that you need to take with you on this journey. And it is a word called resolve. Did you hear what I said? It is a word called resolve. I must have an attitude of resolve. Uh, Hebrews 11 and 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Mr. Webster. Mr. Webster determined that the definition of resolve is settle. It's to settle a dispute. It's to settle a dispute. See, some of us don't come to church a lot of times because we have not settled the dispute. We have not 
set resolve within us. It is also a firm determination to do something. Once I get started, I cannot take my hands off of it. It's a lifetime commitment for me. No matter what happens, I will not sway to the right and I will not sway to the left. Those are words that a person that has a resolve in them. I will not come down from the work. You remember in the book of Nehemiah when they were building the walls again. They were saying to themselves that the work was too good and I cannot come down. Resolve. Resolve will take you through when you don't feel like getting up in the morning. Resolve will take you through when your body is racking with pain. Resolve will answer a lot of questions to you about you. Amen. Praise God. When it feels that I'm left to do the work alone, I will look to the hills and say, Amen. My help cometh from the Lord. Amen. When I don't understand what God is doing, I will say like Job, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Resolve is saying that Job didn't, he didn't understand what God was doing, but he knew God. And he trusted God. Christian sisters and brothers, there's a race that we are in to finish it. King Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 9 and 11, he says, I returned and I saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. Brothers and sisters, don't be fooled. Don't fool yourselves. You're in this race whether you know it or not. Did you hear what I said? You are in this race whether you know it or not. 1 Corinthians 9 and 24 says, uh, Know ye not that they which run in a race, they run it all. But only one receiveth the prize. He says, so run that ye may obtain. Now, can I read that same verse to you from the Amplified Bible? The Amplified Bible says it this way. Do you not know that in a race, all of the runners run their very best to win, but only one receives the prize? Run your race in such a way that you may lay hold of the prize and make it your own. Run this race 
As if what deep? You're running the wind. Don't take anything on this journey that will weigh you down. Cut it off or cut it loose. Hebrews 12 and 1 says, Wherefore seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Now, give me about five minutes and I'll be through. I give you a child story. Is that okay? I give you a child story. It is simple, but it's profound in the life of a Christian. It says, one day, there was a rabbit. And there was a turtle. How many of you are familiar with that story? See, we were told the story, and you get different versions of it. But can I give you the official version of it? I'm going to give you the official version of it. All right. One day there was a rabbit and he was boasting about how fast he was and how fast he could run. And he was laughing at old brother Turtle for being so slow. Oh, y'all got to go with me now. Yeah, he was laughing and picking at old brother Turtle for being so slow and how fast he was. And, and what happened was, to the rabbit's surprise, the turtle laid out a challenge. He says, oh, you think you're so fast. The turtle says, I challenge you to a race. And old Mr. Rabbit started to laugh. He thought it was a good joke. Rolling on the ground. Kicking his feet. Y'all know how we do. Laughing hysterically. But old Mr. Turtle wouldn't crack a smile. Thank you so fast. It says, yeah, the rabbit thought that this was a good joke. And he accepted the challenge. Sister Monica, he says, yeah, I'll take it. I'll run this slow joker any day. But see, there was something, there was something about this turtle. Y'all going to help me preach a little bit. Uh, there was something on the inside of the turtle. There was something about the turtle that the rabbit just didn't know. Glory to God. There was something about this turtle that uh, 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 the turtle knew that according 
to John 14 and 16. It says, I will pray the Father and he shall give you a comforter. See, there was something on the inside that the rabbit didn't know about the turtle. The turtle knew that there was a comforter down on the inside. And, and, and he says that, amen, that he may abide with you forever. And if you turn to John 14 and 26, it says, uh, but the comforter, which is what? The Holy Ghost. He's on the inside. And so the rabbit was talking, but amen, the turtle knew what he was running on. And he knew just how far he could go. Glory to God. And the Bible says that the father whom he will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. Amen. When you get tired, amen, the Holy Ghost will keep you going. When you're on this journey, amen, when you get tired and you don't feel good and you, you're sick sometimes, the Holy Ghost, the comforter, is on the inside. And he's going to make you stand up. When you don't feel like standing, there was something on the inside of the turtle, amen, that the rabbit didn't know about. See, the rabbit understood, amen, he understood the story of Paul and Silas when they were in jail, and amen, praise God, amen, they struck up a song at midnight. See, the, the, turtle, the turtle knew these things, but what? The rabbit didn't know it. Oh, y'all, come on, give me a witness in here. Hallelujah. The rabbit didn't know, amen, the story of Job and how Job lost everything and how he said in himself, he says what? The Lord giveth and the Lord God taketh away and blessed be the name of the Lord. See, the rabbit didn't know those stories. But amen, the turtle knew those things and he was what? He just, he knew what he was going to do. Getting up in the morning wasn't a hard thing for the, for the turtle because he knew what he was going to do. John 16 and 7 says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. He says, It is expedient that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come. Amen. And you won't have any power. But glory to God, Jesus said that he was going. And when he went, amen, the comforter came. And so the rabbit didn't know that the turtle had something that was working on the inside. Glory to God. John, 1 John 4 and 4 says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is on the inside of you. Amen. Than he that is in the world. 2 Corinthians 4 and 6 says, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in your hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. He says, but we have this treasure. He's talking about something on the inside. You have a treasure on the inside that the rabbit didn't know about. The turtle was running the race from the inside, not from the out. See, when you get ready to run this race for God, amen, pastor, you got to run it from the inside. See, this old body may not feel like running this morning, but with your spirit, amen, it feels like running. Spirit don't ever feel like laying down. It feels like running. The flesh is weak. Amen. The, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It says here in verse 7, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power 
may be of God and not of us. Did you understand what I said? Let me read it again. Because you need to know how to run this race. My wife got in the, in the car yesterday and she called me. She said, honey, she said, there's a alarm that's coming up on the dashboard saying that there's a problem with the battery charging system. And she was afraid to, to drive it any further. Well, the Holy Ghost is on the inside. And he's keeping you charged. But you got to stay plugged in. I told her, I, pr I think I probably know what's wrong with it. We probably need to get the belt changed on it. And I think it'll be all right. But my point is this, Paulette, you come and you stay charged up. You come to Bible study and church and you stay charged up. Staying away from the house of God won't charge you. The rabbit knew that he would. He wouldn't go into Bible study. He wouldn't go into church. But what was the turtle doing? The turtle was saying, I know what's on the inside of me. And he had full confidence that his battery was what? Fully charged. Glory to God. And as the race began, the rabbit, amen, he raced way ahead of the turtle. Just like everyone thought. Just like everybody thought he would. And the rabbit got to the halfway point. Y'all know the story. The rabbit got to the halfway point. And he looked around and couldn't see Mr. Turtle. He says, oh, I guess I'll take me a nap. I'm so far ahead. But little old Mr. Turtle just what? Kept coming. Little old Mr. Turtle just kept coming to church. Little old Mr. Turtle just kept right on coming to Bible study. Little old Mr. Turtle just kept coming to Sunday school. He didn't speed up. And he didn't slow down. They said Mr. Rabbit he took him a nap because he got hot and he got tired. He about to burn himself out. Marlena, little Mr. Turtle just what? Steady walking. Holy Ghost on the inside. Get up. Come on, let's go this way. Let's go that way. Trouble came, Mr. Turtle kept walking. When the storms came, he just kept on walking. Wind blowing, he kept walking. Are you all understanding what I'm saying? Simple story. Something profound in it. 
And Mr. Rabbit said within himself, he said, I'm going to lay him for a little while. I'm just going to get out of God for a little while. I got time. I got time. Mr. Rabbit said, I, I, I know I'll be able to catch up. I can catch up. I can catch up with him. Even if he passes me, I can catch up. But all this time, the turtle never stopped walking. He never quit. No matter how hot or how tired he got, he just kept walking. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and they won't faint. However the rabbit slipped, too long. I used to preach a sermon a long time ago all the time about the ten birds and five were wise and five were foolish. The word of God says that what? We talk about it all the time. We talk about selection and grace. Paulette. family you help Sariah as much as you can the word of God says that two will be laying in the bed isn't that what it says it says what one will be taken and one will be left you give Sariah the best chance when, 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 when Pastor Lucas prayed you give Sarai the best chance she can to make it into the kingdom of God. Family, that is your responsibility. Church, that is your responsibility. Did you hear what I said? Because when it's all said and done, and I'm getting ready to stop, when it's all said and done, uh, somebody going, and how old is she right now? Two months. Two months. We'll be dead and gone. When she get to be 40 years old. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I'm going to make her 50 then. You ain't get past that. <laughs> you don't hear me, do you? If, if you do, you're an anomaly. So <laughs> uh, Let me tell you, so everyone's standing. Praise God. Everyone's standing. Everyone's dead. Y'all take somebody by the hand. Take somebody by the hand. How many of y'all want a million dollars in? Y'all scared to say you want a million dollars. Good gracious, alive. 
know, it's a very good chance that you could have a million dollars. But it's a guarantee that you can go to heaven. It's a guarantee you can go to heaven if you want to go. If you want to go. How many of you want to go to heaven? The other place. <laughs> what you said there? No, that's right. I can't, I can't. Sister Monica, I can't go to hell. Y'all hear me now? Look at your neighbor, tell him I can't go to hell. Seriously, look at somebody and tell them I can't go to hell. I just can't go. Sister Val, I just can't go. I can't go. I can't go. Amen. Y'all remember a long time ago I preached a sermon that said that he gave me a will, but he left me no choice. You remember that? He gave me a will. Were you here for that? If you wouldn't, I'm going to tell you something. What's your name, bro? Kenny. He says, I said in the sermon, he gave me a will, but he left me no choice because he made one choice so good that I'll be foolish not to take it. And he gave me another one that it was so bad that I would be foolish to take it. Okay? Meaning that he's going to offer me heaven. I'll be foolish not to take heaven. But I'll be a fool to even contemplate going to hell. So he gave me a will, but he left me no choice. I got to choose the better the two. Got to choose the better of the two. Because it would be foolish if I didn't. Would you bow your heads? Father God, I thank you so much for lending me lending me the ears of your people. I believe in your word. I believe that they have heard your word today and that they are going to respond to your call. Touch their hearts, God. Touch their minds. Somebody is standing and they're trying to decide. Convince them in the spirit that you are the right choice. In the name of Jesus.